Welcome, everybody. Hey, today we're going to talk about baptism and why we baptize as Christians. Come on back once you're done. Hey, welcome, welcome, everybody, and welcome into another great Sunday in the Lord. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am a pastor here at Impact Fellowship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on, you can be seated. It is good to be back here with all of you. Tell me, how many were here last week? Raise your hand. Okay. All right. So I'm in the right place then. You know, I want you to know that um, for those of you who were not here, after we we concluded the service, we kind of hung out here for a little bit and we were talking about different things and what we wanted to do for the um, semester and um, what kind of church is this. So I want you to know that um, this message that we're going to do today, um, if you like it, amen. amen. If you don't like it, see um, Chioma. Um, she started it, okay? So come on, turn with me into the book of Acts. Yes, last week, Chioma uh, had asked a question about baptism. And um, so one of the things that God had, had been dealing with me about is baptism specifically and the importance of baptism. But why is why do we do it? Why is this in, important for the Christian church? Um, so I want to just get right into that. Um, turn with me into the book of Acts, the 8th chapter, and we're going to begin at the 26th verse. Acts, the 8th chapter, at the 26th verse. And it reads, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. So he arose and he went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. Somebody said he had power. He had power. Under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Somebody said he was reading the Bible. He was reading the Bible. Then the spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. The place in the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation? His life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scripture, here it comes, he preached Jesus to him. 
Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now, when they, when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, and that, and that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. He went on his way rejoicing. Now, I just want to give this message a title that says, Baptism. Why do we do it? Come on, look at your neighbor and say, why do we do this baptism? Oh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked that question. See, today, there is, it's so funny that um, so many uh, 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 Christians um, have different roads of getting there in terms of baptism. Some got baptized because their granddaddy said, you got to get baptized. Some got baptized because their friends got baptized. Some got baptized because the, the preacher, the pastor said, you need to get baptized. Now, all of these things are good. Amen. But the key here is to understand why we get baptized, why we go into baptism. Uh, hallelujah. See, one of the things that um, we understand is that baptism, it must be understood that is an outward proclamation of an inward conversation. Ooh, that sounds deep, didn't it? I can't say that one more time. It's an outward proclamation of an inward conversation. In other words, baptism is ceremonial, is a ceremonial act undertaken after a person accepts Jesus Christ as his or her Lord and Savior. Amen. So are you with me so far? Okay, we got that. See, you proclaim by baptism that you have been changed on the inside and now are going to follow the Lord Jesus. This is a key to understanding why we do what we do. Because you can't see what has happened inside. I am being baptized to show you what is going on inside me. Hallelujah. Baptism is a gospel ordinance uh, commemorating the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In baptism, uh, public is a public testimony is given to the effect that the one baptized has been crucified with Christ, buried with him, and is raised with him to walk in the newness of life. Only one mode of baptism can rightly represent these facts of experience, and that is immersion. Somebody said you got to be immersed in the water. That's right. The mode followed by Christ in the early church. Now, now that you know that baptism is an outward showing, watch this, of what is actually taking place on the inside of a person, let's find out more about baptism and why we do it. Understand that baptism um, did not begin with John the Baptist, although he used it 
the origins of baptism go back to the book of Leviticus. And that's Leviticus, the 16th chapter, hallelujah. When the priests were about to serve in the tabernacle, they had to cleanse themselves in water, um, and, and it was a form of baptism for a purification uh, for them. Understand that the church is the bride of Christ. Oftentimes, the Bible, uh, oftentimes in the Bible, the, there it is, the Jewish wedding ceremony is referred to when God is dealing with the church because it gives such a detailed uh, picture of the relationship between Christ and the church. Hallelujah. So, so here we see that um, um, Christ is, is, is here dealing with this whole thing called baptism. Um, and the importance thereof here. Uh, I want to make sure I capture all of this. Watch this. Let's go to Romans, the uh, sixth chapter. When I went down in his name, I was baptized into the death, um, um, into his death. Romans 6 and 3 says this. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ. Um, we were baptized into his death. What does baptize mean? Baptize or baptism is the Greek word baptizo, um, which means to submerge. Hallelujah. Um, so what is the purpose? To separate the old man or the old woman from the new. So the purpose of baptism is to separate the old life or the old person from that which is now new. See, one of the things that we all have in common is that we gave our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And so what that does is that once you do that, the baptism signifies the separation of the old and new. So when you are submerged or immersed in the water, um, that is the separation of the old life. And now when you come back up again, it's the beginning of the new life. Hallelujah. Romans, the sixth chapter, um, verses one through nine says this. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And then I love number two. It answers it. It says, certainly not. How shall we who die to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we're buried with him through baptism into death, that just, that just as Christ was raised, from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. See, right there, it explains everything. Everything that, that God has intended for us is laid out there for us to follow. Somebody said, it's time. It's time. It's time for us to now to understand why it is that we do what we do. Hallelujah. See, the old nature must be buried. The old woman must go. What do you mean? I, I kind of like the old one. The old one got some style. Listen, you can you can take your style with you. Yeah, you can be just as stylish on the new side. Glory to God. But there's some things that we have to separate from the old life. Those things have to die. So why is it important for things to die? Because when things are dead, hallelujah, what do we do with those things? We bury them. Why? Because if not, they will start to, somebody say, stink. 
think, oh, I'm in the right church. Okay, so that's why we, we go through that, that step or that phase of burying the old man, the old way of doing things. Now, does, does, does that mean that we won't have a thought or two about how we used to do things? Absolutely not. Those things may come back to you, but here comes the best part, is that you are different. Come on, look at your name and say, you're different. You're different. You're different now than the way you used to be. The things that you used to think about that, that went contrary to Christ is now buried. The things you used to say that is contrary to Christ is now buried. Behold, all those things become new. Oh, preacher, you are talking now. Well, can I, can I talk about something else? Well, what happens when, you know, I'm all new and stuff, and I come up, and I got this new thing, but I got some friends who want to remind me of how I used to be. Understand this is that yes, those things will, will probably happen. Yeah. Happens every day. I still have people who want to remind me of what I used to be. I remember when you used to, I'll make a good But you see, that's the thing that the enemy would like for you to, to, to do is to remember who you used to be. Why? So that you can go back to that old way. Why? So that he can kill you in your sin. Hallelujah. Come on, Acts the second chapter. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Watch this in verse 39. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. See, this is the part that is the most important. It's like, well, I don't understand this. You know, we talk about these, these baptisms, but because in Matthew it says, um, you supposed to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I tell you what, I'm, I'll get to that one in, in a second. In Matthew, the 28th chapter, we are given a command to teach and to baptize in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. The word here, or the word is name, hallelujah, is an intransitive verb. See, I have to look this one up because I have to be able to explain it to you in detail. See, the word name is an intransitive verb that does not have a direct object, and of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost are prepositional phrases that give a description of the name, but do not reveal the name of the one we are to be baptized in. Okay, so I'm going to stop here, because before Jesus, now who baptized Jesus? John, okay, so I'm, I'm with you. So John was baptizing what? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, okay? So Jesus had not yet arrived. So now Jesus arrived, hallelujah. So this is the one that we've been talking about. And because we didn't have a name to associate with, we knew he was coming. So we called him the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So afterwards, he, he came onto the scene and he was baptized, Glory to God. We now can put a name to all these other things that we have been calling him. And what is that name? The name is Jesus. Glory to God. So here you see Jesus now. And that's where Peter is talking about here in Acts the second chapter. It says, in, uh, Acts second chapter, Peter reveals the name of Jesus Christ as the one and only name we are to be baptized in. Paul comes and rebaptizes those in Ephesus that had been baptized unto John's baptism. Why? Because until then, uh, Jesus had not yet arrived. So they were anticipating his arrival. So it was like, 
while we're yet waiting for, for this one to come, we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But once he came, we can now put a name to it. Okay, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll explain it this way. See, when you were in high school, you knew you were going to college, glory to God. So you filled out a lot of applications. And once you uh, got accepted into a school, um, you can now say, I am now a student of, and I'll just say, Penn State University. Now, I knew I was graduating high school, but I didn't have a name to associate myself with uh, uh, that secondary education. But now I have a name to associate. So I just don't say I'm a college student. I say I'm a student of, this is what you say. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We are. <laughs> we are. Penn State. All right. All right. It sounds better in here than right there over there. But yes, we are Penn State because now we have a name to associate with. So baptism is linked or connected with believing. Hallelujah. Watch this. Mark, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 14 and 18. It says this. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. Oh, here it comes. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will, take, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will uh, recover. See, God gave us what was going to happen as a result now of our belief. But before we got, before we got to that point, there had to be uh, an act of our will and understanding, and that is baptism. Somebody say baptism. We have to separate that which is old uh, and, and then walk into that which is new. Glory to God. Because remember where I used that, that Penn State um, example? Because right now, if someone say, what school do you go to? Do you say, well, yeah, I go to uh, uh, high school. He's like, uh-uh. Because, see, I'm in college now. Yeah. I'm not going back to high school was nice. I'll go back for the reunion every now and again, like, hey, how y'all doing? What you going now? I'm at Penn State with you. Because it represents where you are right now because of the separation that has happened. And so too will the baptism do the same thing. Let's go back to uh, uh, Acts 8 chapter. Here we see that the eunuch has already devoted, is already devoted to God, but he lacks baptism. Somebody said he has already committed his life. He's already committed his life to God, but there's a, 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 a something that's missing there, and it's a, a, the baptism. The eunuch doesn't understand the word, and Philip explains it to him. Hallelujah. The eunuch made a confession of his faith, and but he can't make that, that, that next leap. The Bible says that at that point, Philip began to preach Jesus to him. What does that mean? Did he get up there and he start sweating? No. He just started to, to, to tell them about who Jesus is. Yes. And as, as part of who Jesus is, Philip begins to explain the baptism. So much so that as they're traveling, the eunuch says, 
what prevents me now from being baptized? Because the unit represents understood that he's now in that place of next step. Somebody say next level. See, there's something that happens to us when we're ready for the uh, next level. See, the, the, the first step and the most important part was that the eunuch had already given his life to Christ. Glory to God. But there was something missing now. You know, I'm ready. You know, I've already graduated from high school. Glory to God. I've, I've already uh, uh, done those things that was needed. Now I'm ready to go to the next level. And so the next level was that of the baptism. So much so that the eunuch is now ready. He's like, look, <laughs> there's some water over here. <laughs> what you got? You know, because I'm ready. The Bible says that Philip took the unit right where they were, and they went down into the water. Glory to God. And, the, and Philip baptized the unit there in the name of, of, of the Lord Jesus. Why is this important? Because so many of us are trying to go to the next level without the next step. It is very important for us to understand this, is that in order for us to go to the next level, we need to proceed just as Jesus did. When Jesus came down to, to be baptized, the Bible said that John immediately said, oh, I can't baptize you. You're the Messiah. You're the one that we've been talking about. And Jesus said this, he said, permit this to be so because I have to fulfill what the scriptures are saying. This is part of the next level. So if Jesus himself was baptized, what's taking us along? It's for me. And even those of you who are watching, understand this is that we're going to baptize um, uh, uh, this, this year. We're going to baptize um, um, soon. And it's, it's up to you now to go to the next level. Well, see, I didn't understand when I got baptized before, it was because um, granddaddy told me I had to. Or a grandmama told me I had to. It's time. We can't proceed to the next phase because we haven't yet fulfilled what we're supposed to do in Christ. And that is the baptism. So now we've got that understanding as to why we do it. Now we have to do it. Now we have to go forth in Him. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for being the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you, Father, for giving us understanding. We thank you, Lord God, for turning those things around, Lord God. Father, there's so many things that, that's out there. We're hearing things. Oh, we don't have to be baptized. Or, uh, all you have to do is just be nice. But, Father, I thank you for giving us understanding. I thank you, Lord God, for meeting us right where we are. Now, Father, concerning those things that have been on our hearts, Lord God, some people have asked us to pray for them, Lord God, and we've forgotten. So right now, Lord God, we lift up their need and their issue to you. Father, we thank you for doing the impossible. Father, your word said exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or think would you do. So, Father, we're standing here, Father, in need and in want, asking you to, to, to take care of those things that we need. Father, we thank you right now for being uh, the, the God that sits high and looks low. In other words, Father, we thank you for, for, for meeting us right where we are. Change our hearts. Change our minds, Lord God. Change our situation. Father, we thank you for doing the impossible. In Jesus' name we ask and we pray.
Amen. Thank God for that word. It's uh, a blessing, right? So blessing. Can we give God a hand for his word? And direction. We thank God for who he is. We um, have a chance now to give. I have a basket um, that, um, can you just grab that basket? If someone would like to give, we talked about what we can do at Penn State Harrisburg, and there are, there's an account where we collect funds and we can then do things. So if anyone would like to donate, oh, not donate, give to the church, and these monies will go to the um, to funding activities here on campus. For those who are viewing online, you can give to Impact Fellowship at this dollar sign, Impact Fellowship, um, and reach out that way. We also would like you to stay connected with us. You can connect with us via, via the mail. You can give via the mail, PO Box 154, that's in Middletown, PA. You can also connect with us at Impact Fellowship, or my Impact Fellowship at gmail.com. Pastor Tony would love to hear from you. If there's something you want to say, hey, pray with me about this, or this bless me because my Impact Fellowship at gmail.com. This message is, is on live Facebook, it's on live um, Instagram as well, but you can hear it again. We have a podcast on Spotify and Anchor.fm while you're walking across the campus or walking around. You can put, you know, look us up on the podcast, Impact Fellowship. Uh, we have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to, Impact Fellowship is the name, and you can uh, be notified when the messages are uploaded. You can hear those again or share them with somebody. So, you know, I want, I want somebody to hear this, and you can share that with them. And um, you can also reach us at www.impactpsh.com. There's an option on there. You can say, I have a question, or I have a prayer request, or I have a comment or something. And you can leave that, and that will come directly to us, and we will be able to uh, be a blessing. Be a blessing, because that's why we're here to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. So, listen, for, for all of you, I, I needed to um, do this message here because, again, we're doing something brand new on this campus. Um, and because of that, um, we needed to revisit um, some, some messages that we might have done um, previously. Yes, I understand. That yes, we did that one a few months ago, but it's important because we have a whole new audience of people here. Um, understand this, beloved, and then we're going to move on. Is that God is going to meet you right where you are, and He's going to meet your need right where you're at. And, and all you have to do is one, believe Him. Believe that Him. The, the Bible says that when you pray, believe that you have received it. So many times when, when we pray and ask God for things, we after we're done, we, we turn around and in our disbelief, um, we're like, oh, this is just too big. Understand this, is that no matter what it is, God wants to meet your need. Whether you're here on this campus or you're in a different state or a different country. That's right. We are, I, I never thought we would be doing this, but we are now global. We have um, some people that are in other countries as well. But understand this, beloved, that wherever you find yourself, God is trying to meet your need. He's a good God, and he does all things well. There are no mistakes in it, and he wants to meet you right where you are. So, again, when you are praying, believe God. Believe that he's going to do what you are asking him to do by faith in Jesus' name. Come on, stand with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
with uplifted hands. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for a, a great time in you, Father. We thank you for meeting our needs, and we thank you, Lord God, for giving us understanding. Now, Father, as we leave this place, keep us, Lord God, keep our hearts and our minds fixed on you. May the, may the Lord bless you and keep you as you leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless all of you. And as we say here, that's right, as we say here at Impact, have a great week in God on purpose. God bless you. Amen. Wow, this was an, an amazing message. Listen, catch this. Um, there has to be a separation of the old life and the new. We do just like Jesus did. Jesus was baptized, and so it is very important that we follow the living example of our Savior. God bless you.